indulge yourself in Calgon luxury. And Calgon soften and pamper you. It's like no other bath experience. It's paradise. Calgon, lose yourself in luxury. Yeah, Calgon, take me away. There's a lot going on in this really divisive world. Here last night we were talking about George Carlin's documentary and a lot of what Carlin said is still in your face. Boy, these conservatives are something, aren't they? Yeah, that's that's one right there. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. First and foremost, I want to give you a promise of a nice inclusive show. A show where we talk about mental health and we talk about release. In fact, I started this show as a form of mental release. Anytime you're a caregiver and anytime you work in a profession that is very demanding of you, you do lose a part of yourself. Is that how do you get yourself back? Well, that's why I watch films. That's why I listen to a lot of music and I go to concerts. And that's why I podcast. I started podcasting in 2018 really as a, as a form of therapy. And now it's an extension. It's no longer a hobby. It's something that I look forward to doing daily. And so that's why when people say to me, the fact that I do it daily takes the quality out of it because it's more about quantity and I disagree with that because we all need to check in with ourselves for mental health reasons daily not just weekly but daily and to have that me time and I've talked about the films that have really helped me get there and one of them I remember years ago I had a I had a really bad day at work I'll never forget it and I watched Tammy and it was so funny and to be able to lose myself to be able to laugh and to be able to um, just find time to laugh and to get away from the bullshit it was a good time That's why I go to concerts and some movies by myself. I love being around friends. I love being around people. But sometimes I just want to enjoy it myself. So that's why I go to a lot of concerts by myself. It's not so much that I don't want to share that experience with people. I do. I love to. But to be able to get in my car... And not have to worry and go and watch uh, an artist or watch a film. That really is what it's all about. The release. I've thought about doing probably like a concert series. Because I do do go to a lot of concerts. Next week I'm going to go see Behemoth. And then in June I'm going to go see Bob Dylan. So, and it's also because I think... With COVID, everyone's been cooped up together and experienced a lot of cabin fever by way of The Shining. Now, me, I was fortunate. I, I live in the in the country, and so I'm able to go outside and walk 10 acres and, and just lose myself and to be able to enjoy nature. 
and to release that that really is the importance of uh going out and finding oneself there's a lot of films about that i mean you could do a calgon take me away you could you could i watch a lot of documentaries also and the one documentary that i loved watching especially if i was stressed if i wanted to just forget about reality well it's a legendary documentary and it's done it was done by david and albert mazels may they both rest in peace it was even made into an hbo tv movie starring drew barrymore and jessica lang but the real deal is the best Once a beautiful model, but she died all alone, her body undiscovered for days. Shocking because she was Jackie Kennedy's first cousin. Coming up, the story behind the lonely death of Jackie Kennedy's cousin. And today's Inside Info, how old was Jacqueline Kennedy when she became first lady? That, of course, is Jacqueline Kennedy in today's Inside Info question. How old was she when she became First Lady in 1960? She was 31 years old. Jackie Kennedy was a world-renowned symbol of beauty and style, but she had a cousin who even Jackie said was more beautiful. That cousin died earlier this month, and her death is a reminder of a woman whose life took a dramatic turn from the wealth and privilege she once knew. Stacey Galandi has more in today's headline story. This is the best thing to wear for the day. You understand. It's hard to imagine this eccentric woman is a member of American royalty. But her name is Edith Bouvier Beale, first cousin of Jackie O, the former first lady of style and grace. 
In contrast, Edith's life appears like a disturbing and dark reflection. God, if you knew how I felt, I'm ready to kill. Earlier this month, at the age of 85, Edith died of an apparent heart attack. For five days, her body lay alone in the bathroom of her tiny Florida apartment. She was already decomposing. She's not viewable. Again, there's no evidence of trauma on the body. Edith's body was eventually transported here to the coroner's office. Dr. Reinhardt Mott is the Dade County medical examiner. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing looked as if there any crime had taken place or if anybody had broken in or anything along those lines. So just how did Edith's life end up in such disarray? very difficult to keep the line between the past and the present. Edith was born in 1917 to Philon Beale, a prominent lawyer, and Edith Bouvier, Jackie's aunt. Like her first cousin Jackie, Edith entered society as a debutante. By 17, she was a successful model. Albert Mazels co-produced a documentary on Edith called Grey Gardens. She was of age, maybe 18 or 19. Lee and Jackie looked up to her. And while Jackie would become Camelot's first lady, Edith would remain at Grey Gardens, the stately 28-room Bouvier mansion in New York's fashionable East Hampton, to tend to her ailing mother. The family money had run low, and the servants had left. People knew them as Big Edie and Little Edie. I want to show that to Al. I want to show it to Al. Sometimes they behaved with childlike frivolity. By the late 70s, the house was in shambles. Some 58 cats and a raccoon or two roamed freely. Jackie, meanwhile, was living in luxury with Greek tycoon Aristotle Anassis. In 1977, after 20 years living together, the elder Edie died. Her funeral was attended by cousins Jackie and Lee Radzewell. Another cousin, John Davis, was also there. All the other cousins were there. And we, we were all crying. Then scandal broke. Health authorities who claimed her home violated every known code were trying to evict Edie. But first cousin Jackie came to her rescue, paying a reported $32,000 for the cleanup. Two years later, Edith sold the estate and settled in this Miami Beach apartment building. Toward the end of her life, she became a recluse rarely seen outside. I would say she was quite lonely. After her body was found a few weeks ago, Edith was cremated and her remains were claimed by a nephew who will bring her back to New York for burial in the Bouvier family plot. While Jackie died surrounded by the love of the world, Edith's life ended in a much different manner. And though she died alone, Edie's nephew says she did have friends who will celebrate her life with a party in the Hamptons this summer. And so that is the story of little Edie Beale and her story in Great Gardens. Great Gardens is a legendary documentary. It's funny, it's sad, it's shocking, it's heartbreaking. But it really, it's a magical moment. It's a magical moment. And so whenever I want to just unload, yeah, I'll, I'll watch Grey Gardens. Because I, I feel that watching real people is much more interesting. Here's the Criterion trailer.
this is the best costume for the day. Gould and Mother made this record in 1934. He was Mother's accompanist. Was that a fashion thing? I thought it was a cat's pajamas in there. She got married to Gerald Geddes. He was a millionaire, gave her a gorgeous ring. Mr. Wainwright did that. He was an artist from a very good family. He was in the social register. This is the worst one of my wedding pictures. It's very difficult to keep the line between the past and the present. Cat's going to the bathroom. Right in back of my portrait. Oh, isn't that awful? Oh, that he is. I'm glad somebody's doing something they want to do. So, <laughs> Grey Gardens is a love story. It's a story about Big Edie Beale, who was the mother, and her daughter, Little Edie Beale. And yes, they were the aunt and cousin of Jackie Kennedy. Because Jackie was a Bouvier, her and her s- sister Lee Raswell. And in fact, Albert Mazels and David Mazels, famous for the documentary Gimme Shelter, The Rolling Stones, uh, had, uh, and also famous for uh, the documentary Iris about um, Iris, um, how do you say her name? Because as she's still with us. She's a hundred, and she's a fashion. Iris Eiffel. Let me see. Documentary. Let me see. Yeah, Iris Apfel. And, um, okay. Albert Mazel's The Surviving Mazel Brother. That was the last documentary he did. Let's see if we can say her last name properly. Iris Atful. Iris Atful. But Grey Gardens really is the, the cream of the crop in terms of these documentaries. What it is is Edith uh, Ewing B. Bouvier Beale. 1895 to 1977, known as Big Edie, and her daughter, Edie B, uh, Bouvier Beale, Little Edie, from 1917 to 20, uh, 2002, 20 years ago, known as Little Edie, were the aunt and first cousin, respectively, of former First Lady Jack- Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. The two women lived together at Grey Gardens Estate for decades with limited funds and increasing squalor and isolation. Yeah, they lived in that house, and now, and I think it was later purchased by Ben Bradley. Yeah. So Albert and David Mazels came into contact with the Beals in 1972, 50 years ago. Lee Raswell suggested they make a documentary on her childhood in the East Hampton 
and took them on her trip to Grey Gardens. The initial film was being funded by Raswell, but eventually shelved and the footage was lost. The Maisel brothers re- returned in 1974 without Raswell's support to film Grey Gardens. Yep. Big Edie died in 1977 and Little Edie sold the house in 1979 for, whoa, 220000 which is 821000 today, to Sally Quinn and her husband, longtime Washington editor Ben Bradley, who promised to restore the dilapidated structure. The sale agreement forbade razzing the house. The couple subsequently restored the house and grounds. Little Edie died in Florida in 2002 at the age of 84. Yep. Hmm. There's the Beals of Grey Gardens. Mm. Quinn and Bradley resided in the restored Grey Gardens for 35 years until Bradley's death in 2014, after which Quinn found the home too sad to occupy alone. For the next several years, the property was available to rent until Quinn ultimately sold it in 2017. Prior to the sale, Quinn was forced to sell the remaining furniture originally belonging to the Beals, citing a lack of space. As of 2017... Fashion designer Liz Lang is the owner of Grey Gardens. Lang and her husband have extensively remodeled the house, including lifting the house on stilts to create a basement in the existing crawl space. The gardens surrounded the property have also been remodeled. Um, Yeah, I don't agree with this. They're saying that they were exploited. No, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. But anytime I want to just relax and unload, (laughs) that can be taken so many ways, as you know who would say, Carlos Delolo. But yeah, this this film is a love story. It's an amazing film to watch to experience and I always like to tell people about that you know when you want to just relax and you don't want to watch something too heavy like a Lifetime movie or or a a Hallmark movie because those are just all the same (laughs) they are so um, but yeah watch Great Gardens and, and go for a walk before or after and just Enjoy the space, as the Dixie Chicks said, wide open spaces. They're now, they're now known as the Chicks, okay? We, we need to address that. But, um, yeah, always um, tend to your mental health needs, always. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>